This is the city. The city of Absalom. The city at the center of the world. Absalom is celebrating the Radiant Festival, a three-month festival of epic proportions held once every hundred years. The celebration attracts all types. Tourists, performers, merchants, inventors, as well as unsavory types, petty thieves, gangs, cults, and criminal enterprises. That's where we come in. We protect and serve. We are the agents of Edgewatch. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat Agents of Edgewatch. I'm your GM and host, Steven Glicker, and in this week's episode, can it be? Will the agents actually negotiate a peaceful resolution with the Copper Hand? Or will Lomang and Dougie just get bored and start killing? Find out this week. So this entire Copperhand situation has been a little weird for me as a GM, and I'll tell you why. Because in this case, I have to play all the NPCs, of course, you know, because I'm the GM. And playing the NPCs is a little strange because the PCs keep coming to me asking me for advice on what to do. And you got to be really careful as a GM whenever that happens because... Of course, I can just tell them exactly what to do because, well, I know what you need to do. But you, you don't want to do that. You don't want to say, hey, okay, well, do this. And then, you know, they go do it and it's over. Usually, whenever you have something that's goal-oriented, you have a challenge. And I've said this many times in the past that all storytelling is conflict. And without conflict, there's no storytelling and it gets really boring very quickly. The most common conflict in role-playing games is combat. Combat is conflict, so there you go. It's like, okay, I need to get to the end of this dungeon, I will kill everything in this dungeon, get by all the traps, and therefore successfully navigate the dungeon, get to the end, and win. And that is the conflict. Or sometimes you will have conflict with an NPC, saying, okay, I gotta get some information out of them, maybe I'll use diplomacy, or intimidate, and I'll give them some gifts or something, who knows. But anyhow, the whole point is, is that you need to figure out or get something from an NPC. Now, these last couple of episodes and this week is really tricky because the conflict is, okay, we have to figure out how to get information from the copper hand, and it doesn't look like killing them is really the smartest move because, well, it looks like it's going to be really, really hard. So what do we do? And we don't even know how to do it. So their biggest conflict is, what are we doing and how are we going to do it? And the only way they can really get answers is from me, which puts me in a bind because I don't want to give them the answers outright. So what do you do in a situation like this? Well, if you listen very carefully, I help them out, but I give them options and make it a choose your own adventure, if you will. First of all, whenever I'm playing the NPCs, I try to put myself in the mindset of the NPC. I always have like, you know, goals for each NPC and try to figure out what they would say and why they would say it to the PCs. So I'm very conscious of that. And the other thing I'll always do is I'll never say, okay, why don't you try this? I'll always give them options. I'll say, okay, you know what? Maybe try these like three options and see what's best. So, you know, you try to give them at least three options, no more than three to five, that's the magic number, but you don't want to give them less than three. That way, they at least have something to go on. Also, it causes the PCs to discuss the options between themselves, 
which of course will cause conflict and of course come out to a resolution between themselves and then they feel like that they came up with it. So if you listen carefully this week when they're talking to the NPCs, i.e. me, and they're asking, uh, now what? What do we do? How should we approach this? I never come out and just say, you should do this. I also very much use them as the lead. I'm very careful in giving them a little bit of information, a little bit of a breadcrumb, and then listen to them, and then just sort of go off what the PCs say when they're discussing it amongst themselves. So if this ever happens to you as a GM, just be very careful that you never give them exactly what they need. You want to give them options. That way they come up with the options. And be honest, you don't want to give them bad options. I mean, because quite frankly, if you give them a bad option, you might have to then, you know, deal with it. And that's sort of sometimes a complete mess. If you're like, oh, you should uh, uh, go underground and uh, sneak through the basement to get up there. And they're like, okay, that's a great idea. And then you realize, oh crap, I don't even have the underground basement. That was a bad move on my part. So always give them options that you, as the GM, are comfortable with. And by the way, this is another one of those weeks where you see Seth and Jason really enjoying it this week because Seth really built his character to do two things. He built his character to heal and he built his character to negotiate things. So you want to make sure that a PC gets to use their character to the best of their abilities. Dougie and Lomang are fighters, so they get lots of opportunity to use their PCs to the best ability because there's always a lot of fighting. Basil's a bit of a mixed bag because, well, Basil's sort of the jack-of-all-trades and can kind of do a little bit of everything because Basil is an investigator and that's kind of the whole point of them. So he's very good at, you know, well, everything really. Pretty good at combat, can cast some spells, can also diplomatize with the best of them, but most importantly, they're very good at figuring things out and, well, kind of moving the plot along. So this entire Copperhand area has given a very good opportunity for the non-combat PCs to sort of flex their muscles try out their PCs, try out their builds, and then, you know, get that out of the way, and then we can go back to combat, 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 and killing, killing, killing. And also a strange funny note, at the end of this episode, you will hear something kind of insane, but I will explain that all next week. What the heck just happened at the end of this episode? Anyhow, with that, let's get to show notes. Show notes this week, RPG Superstar, it's um pretty much done. Uh, I said before it was done, I'm just waiting for a couple of things from the printer, I'm waiting for some final illustrations, but otherwise the book is just sitting here, and we are waiting. And for those of you who want to know what's going on with the book in the super secret section, you can become a Patreon for as little as $2. You can listen to an interview I did with Mark Steifer, who helped write that section with myself, and we go through what it is in detail, and there's like a half-hour interview between him and myself, and the other role for combat people and the patrons asking questions as to what it is and you can listen to the entire interview on patreon for as little as two bucks and then of course for as little as five dollars you can actually watch us play and i'm also giving out a ton of spoiler information i'm putting up images and interviews and new information all about the rpg superstar book if you want to check that out plus you can of course watch us play live interact with us all that fun stuff and in fact, very soon, we're going to be playing three games at once. We're going to be playing Agents of Edgewatch, we're going to be playing Three Ring Adventure, and now we're playing Malevolence, which is the continuation of the Fall of Plaguestone podcast. So make sure you check that out, because we are going to have a very busy summer playing three games at once. And you can watch us play all three at once. 
and on the Malevolent Podcast, you can actually watch us use the new super secret section in person. That's right, you can actually see it in action and ask us questions while we're doing it. So you will get a sneak peek of the book because the book will probably not be out until Gen Con. That's when we're planning it for it to come out, which means around the end of September, you two will be able to buy it yourselves. And the reason for that is because it takes about three months for the book to get printed and then show up here. That is just the way it is. And as I said before, I'm actually using the exact same printer that Paizo uses. So it's gonna look and feel exactly like a Paizo book. It's the same size. Uh, the paper I'm actually using is heavier. The paper that Paizo uses is really thin. In fact, it's 60 weight, which is kind of surprising because that's like the thinnest paper you can use while printing full color on both sides. I've actually gone to a high quality 80 weight paper, which is gonna make this book super thick and super high quality. Uh, but the cover is the same. We're actually using the exact same cover stock. It's also the exact same size as a Paizo book. So it will fit on your bookshelf perfectly. And it looks like the final count is 172 pages. And also, by the way, we will have an option for you to pre-order it very soon. And I will bring copies to Gen Con. Hopefully that we get them early because we're going to have a whole bunch flown to myself early. <laughs> so I can bring them to Gen Con. And that way you too can get the book in person. And of course, there will be a PDF version as well for those of you who want to download it and check it out. Other things to check out, do check out the Discord if you actually want to see a map of everything that's going on in any of our games. We have a section for spoilers, so check that out. Of course, if you want to play games, we have tons of games on our Discord channel. Just go to discord.rollforcombat.com. And I've said this a million times because I see a lot of people who join the Discord and then leave right away. If there's something you specifically want us to add or do, in the Discord, let me know, because I never really know exactly what people do in Discords. I myself don't really hang out in that many Discords, even though I belong to a million of them. Personally, I use Discord as a place to talk to developers for various tools that I use, and so whenever I have questions on how they work, uh, you know, I am a programmer by trade, so I often will use Discord to talk to other programmers about code and things like that. That's my uh, main use for Discords. And of course, our Discord to talk to the fans, answer questions, you know, things like that. But if there's something specific that you want to see on the Discord, let me know. Don't just uh, leave. Just say, hey, Steve, could you add this thing? And I'll probably be like, okay, that sounds like a good idea. And then I will. And that's that. And then finally, make sure you do check out Jason's Talking Combat column, where he does a recap of every single episode. And of course, he does lots of reviews of all the hardcover books. And in fact, the Mogwai Expanse book is coming out very soon, and he is going to be doing a review of that one. And let me tell you, that book is crazy. That is a crazy, crazy book. And then after that is Secrets of Magic, which is also a crazy book. I tell you, these two new books coming out, wow. They are really jam-packed full of stuff. They are killing it over there at Paizo. Anyhow, with that, let's get to this week's exciting episode. So you go in, you rest up, you wake up, Lieutenant is ready for you, you come in, report. Alright, well, we've managed to gain the initi initially gain the trust of the gang. Jason McDonald is playing Basil Blackfeather, a Tengu empiricist investigator. We got a rough layout of their complex. It is, on the other hand, pretty well guarded uh, by both uh, probably 8 to 12 foot soldiers and several 
beasts. They have a couple were tigers. They also have a basilisk. Um, they're holding a hostage who we believe is the inventor of their mechanical products. It's unclear how what sort of control they have over him, but they do keep him in a locked room, and he was working on something else while we were there. The leader of the gang was is Fatima Almar. We did not see her, and we did not see the entire fourth floor of the establishment. So at this point, we're trying to figure out what would be the best course of action. We did. Oh, the other piece of this is we have pretty good intel from the from the foot soldier level members that the skin the skinshaw people were the ones supply, who supplied the construct, and that's an uneasy truce at best. They don't particularly like working with them. And in fact, the guys in the trenches don't know why Fatima chose to work with them. And they're actually worried about being attacked by them. So that was something, that's one possible path of leverage is that we might, we offered to perhaps attack them on, on the gang's behalf to maybe see if we could, you know, find out more information on where those guys are hiding out. And, and or maybe gain the further trust of, of, the, of, the, of the copper hand. Or maybe we could try to peel some of them off and have them arrested to thin out their ranks for when we try to take the hideout. So basically, we're looking for further guidance as to our next steps. Yeah, they, and they didn't take us up on on the uh, on the hit squad mission like that. Well, they said they consider it, but yeah, they consider not... it, but it sounded like kind of a dead end. Like no, but they might women they might take us up on it. You're right. You actually they're going to bring it to the boss and see, but they, it didn't sound hopeful. Seth Lipton is playing Gomez, a goblin elementalist sorcerer. He sits there thinking, it's like, wow, you, you really got in there deep. Huh. You almost got in too deep. Now what are you going to do, huh? You tell us. You can't seem to get out, huh? Hmm. Take him, we could take him to arrest them. Chris Beamer is playing Lo Mang, an orc tiefling monk of the crane style. Because he's thinking back. He's like, thinking back to my days when I was on the force, and I had a similar situation. Well few things so there's a hostage in there huh we gotta get him out yeah and he's the one making the constructs so yeah so you want that yeah we gotta get him out of there gotta make sure that they can't make the constructs anymore gotta make sure that's taken care of any of you have subterfuge and perhaps even jump into a bag of holding any of you cast invisibility anything like that Uh, i think we have all i could i could actually cast invisibility on him to get him out of there that's an idea hmm yeah, we've done that often. That's a that's an old trick. Is you throw someone into a bag of holding, and as long as you're out of there within ten minutes, it works. Not everyone likes that though, because it's a little uncomfortable being inside a bag of holding. But that's one way to get him out. Of course, once he's out, he's out, and they're gonna know that you did it. So it's kind of a one-time deal. Mm, and then. Skin saw gang. Huh? In some ways, they sound like the more the more valuable piece, since since like you said, the gangs come and go, but this undead cult may be the more serious threat. Skin saw cult, especially during the festival, that has to be taken care of. That's much worse. These guys are robbing people. They're dime a dozen. We put them down. Ten more will pop up. It's not much we can do. But skin saws, they take people. They skin them. They kill them. They reanimate them. That's a whole other level. That's a grade A felony. That's something we need to look into. What do you think... Like I, I talk out loud. Uh, or I think out loud. Like, what do you think... Do you think the copper hand... Maybe we could flip them. 
do you think is like so so step one get the guy out and then we have him on the kidnapping we have all the have all this we have all the evidence then we confront them and say we have all this evidence against you confront them it's like we're not going to raid you we could and we could shut you down or uh you're the small fish what we really care about is a skin saw flip give us evidence like tell us tell us tell us everything we need to know about them and then we and then and then we go and get skin saws instead well what do you know about this fatima character does she seem reasonable well, I tell him. I tell him what I well. I just know her by reputation. I tell him the reputation. Yeah, we're not. We don't. We're not high enough rank to even meet her. She's. She is. Uh, she's secluded on the top floor, possibly with her but brother. That, but that was something that was notable because her reputation is nonviolent. Like her reputation is thievery, burglary, uh, second story work. Her reputation is not uh, take hostages and murder them immediately, and uh, like and 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 death cults with 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 golems bad out of corpses. That that's not her reputation at all. Yeah, you know, the thing is, the type of gangs that want money, they they don't want trouble. They they actually sometimes even work with the cops, believe it or not, because better to work with the cops and we know what they're doing and. It's almost uh, the devil you know. So it sounds like she might be that type. She might actually play ball. Especially if what you say about her is true. And especially if she's protecting family. I bet you she would deal with us before going to jail. Especially after the licking she just took. And also if she's got skin shows after her. Last thing she wants to do is end up in jail because she's going to be dead inside of a week, I tell you that much. I wonder if we could just do all this thing literally by negotiation. If we could just arrange a meeting with that boss, with Fatima, and just have a sit down with her. Reveal ourselves as police. The, you know, the cops know we're here. Anything happens to us, it's going to be big trouble for you. You'll have to leave town because, because the cops can't, can't have you killing fellow cops and getting away with it. And so here's the deal that we offer. Release your prisoner to our custody. Give us all the information on Skinsaw. We leave you alone to set up in another part of the city, and we go after the Skinsaws instead. And we get our 50 gold back each. And we get our 50 gold back. Don't forget that. That's the most important part. I mean, from her perspective, that, I mean, it's a little bit, it's confrontational, but it's not that bad. It, like, it, like it, it, it solves a problem for her and gives her a degree of immunity from the law, at least temporarily in exchange for losing that guy that that made the, that made the equipment that didn't work for her heist anyway. Lavarius is looking at you. And this whole time, he's been pretty nice to you. It's either uh, Gomez's spell is continuing to work, or he has a newfound respect for Red Squad. Mm. Probably a little bit from column A and a little bit from column B. He says, you know what? That plan's so crazy, it might just work. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. And he, like, whips out a piece of paper, and he quickly writes something. And he goes, here's a writ. I'm going to explain everything you just said to show this to her. If you manage to work out a deal like this, I'll sign off on it. We'll leave her alone, as long as she doesn't do any serious offenses. Yeah, I'm sure the Sleepless Sons aren't going to be too happy about it, because they, they need a piece of this. But maybe we can... Can we give them credit for freeing the hostage? Yeah, that's a good idea. We'll give them full credit for freeing the hostage. Oh, that is a good idea. Maybe uh, cut them in a little bit if you find something on some cult. 
And, and it's like our initial and in our initial offer, we could say, and all stolen goods in your property, uh, uh, turn them over, and then bargain down from that. So that, so they have a, so they have, so they get something more out of it, and say, all right, well, you can keep the stolen goods. Give us give us the guy after we get our two hundred gold pieces. After we get our gold pieces, yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. John Stats is playing Cadet Dougie McDougal, a human ruffian rogue. Yeah, there's no way that they would give up all their money because. They're probably uh, in dire straits. But our starting position can now be that you're going to spend the entire Radiant Festival with 15 or 20 Edgewatch agents hanging out, watching your people go in and out. Yeah, I was just thinking about negotiating. It's like it's like you go high, I go low. You know, it's a, you always want to ask for more than you're eventually going to take. And so that, that that's, that's just what I was thinking. Maybe this reputation of yours is warranted. Maybe there's a reason why you've been moving up so quickly in the ranks. Diamond in the rough. Who knew? Red Squad, you're doing a doing a good job. Making me proud. Alright. Let's try it your way. I like this idea. It's so crazy it might just work. And he like writes up a little writ, gives a little stamp, and he says, Alright, here, you hand this to Fatima. This has everything you need to let her know that this is legit. She's been around long enough. She'll know what this means. She'll recognize this. And, uh, well, don't get yourselves killed. <laughs> That's the tough part. Right, that sounds awesome, and now I totally don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you want to do it? Because, because it is, because it's because it is really putting ourselves out on the limb. Like we're like we're basically going going up to the boss in the middle of the dungeon with everybody alert to, to who are telling them who we are. And hoping that I make a diplomacy check. Well, the other <laughs> you thing, know? we could we can kind of get around Hero some of that by <laughs> we could say that we have information about the bank robbery, but we can only give it to her. Let me try to flip this. Oh, around. I yeah. think. Oh, I think. Oh, no, I, I think we have lots of angles. I think we actually actually have a really good story. But it's like, but it's funny. But it's like all these RP things. You know, it 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 does kind of like it 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 has a very high likelihood of coming down to one roll. You know, like it's like. Like she's either going to go for it or not, and then that, then there'll be some some skill checks, and yeah. we'll see what happens. It could go, it, it can go sideways. Like there could be some unexpected thing that I'm not aware of. Like she could be, she could, she could be secretly a member of Skin Saws, and then all of a sudden, all bets are off. Yeah, they could have her brother or something. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, it's up to you. All right. Well, I say we go for it. Going Agreed. for I it. I like it too. Yeah. Okay. Is everyone on board for this? Yes. Yes. Where's the nearest window if I want to jump out? In case yeah, I get, I, the only thing is, do we want to try to free the hostage first, or do you just want to go straight to this? Uh, Problem is, if we, if we oh, fail wanna, on freeing the hostage, we may lose our window to talk. Yeah, you see, you see that like it's it's also it's like one screws the other. Yeah. If we is. like if we try to bust the guy out of jail and then try to negotiate, we're in, we're, we're not in the same kind of friendly position. Well, that we he could be. be in the he could be part of the bargain though. No, but that that's the, that was exactly right. Like, like it, it would be, it would be, it would be. Sit down with the boss. Here's the deal: free the prisoner, give up all your stolen loot, you know, move to a different part of town. You get temporary immunity from the cops, and and we'll take care of skin saws for you. Give us the information about the skin saws now. That that's the package, you know. Like if we try to bust the guy out first and then talk to them, that kind of screws that deal. But I also agree with you that giving them all the package up front. 
if they don't take it, we're in a much worse position to get the guy out. Like, you know, we're so, we're so dead they, they, they if they both, don't take it. Right, like <laughs> we're, exactly. It's like, so, yeah, so we don't both, have to worry about him. We're both dead. Both has that issues, but, but, but I lean toward all or nothing. I like to yeah. go all in. I think we do the negotiation because there's also a yeah, chance yeah. that they're not going to kill four cops who told their entire department they were going to be. Exactly, killed. yeah, yeah. Like, that's our armor. That's our protection. Yep. Our, like, our protection is... Is they know Whereas if we try to spring the guy, we never get a chance to communicate that, which is our right, one get-out-of-death-free right, 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 right. So negotiate first. Okay. See, Seth, you wanted to go You wanted to go out of the box. We're so far out of the box. You're so far out of the box. There's not even a box anywhere in sight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think we're in the warehouse anymore. I think we're down the block. Yeah. <laughs> we're off the grid. Okay. You're back once again at your favorite home away from home. It's t- it's turning into your summer home. It's not exactly a very nice summer home, but there is a summer home. So guys, if they give us trouble about seeing the boss now for some reason, I'm going to my I am going to press the issue. I'm going to say, "Well, I heard something on the street about the skin saws. They're going to hit this place. You better have me talk to the boss. I can only speak to her." I'm going to use that as an angle oh. to get past to get past any initial resistance that they might give us to having. Yeah. With That's a whole lot of lies up front that we can't even well, back a few up. Things. Yeah, that, like, that's why I put all those points into all this crap. <laughs> all right, well, a few things is uh, everyone will have two euro points for making it this far. That's the first thing. Right. The second hey. thing is as you walk upstairs, you notice that there's another door and this door leads directly into the room that has the prisoner and that door is literally 15 feet from the stairs going down which is uh mighty convenient so you need to so, so if things go quickly. sideways we know where to bolt yeah you, you, you actually have avenue. A... i will slot invisibility today okay. just in case we need it so sure enough i mean come... yeah one thing we could do is I, I, I know we keep getting adding layers of complexity but you know we could with the invisibility or the bag of holding tricks steal this guy get him out get him to a safe place, come back and say, look, by the way, like you should take our deal because you don't got your guy anymore. Like he's, he's been freed. Yeah. I think, I think we talked about that. I, I, I still believe that it's better to just do do the negotiation straight up first and try to cut a deal. And then if that doesn't work, then, then it's, then then it's all bets are off. Then it's combat encounter. We get the, we grab the guy and we go. Now what's the deal going to be? We want, we want the guy. The deal deal is uh, on their side, what they give up, uh, initial offer, uh, initial demand. They give up the the scientist, the stolen goods. They move to another uh, part of the city, and all the information on skin saw so we can go after them instead. In exchange for no arrests of them for the kidnapping, and we let that whole thing go about holding the guy prisoner. All the crimes that they've committed, uh, temporary immunity from that for them to set up someplace else. And there's a certain amount of time, as the writ says, whatever the writ says. And and then they're set up somewhere else. I would say we let them operate fairly freely through the radio. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, because it's a big money maker. Yeah, we have the writ. Whatever the writ says. And yeah, exactly. I agree. And we take care of their skin saw problem for them. Right. And And like that's our initial deal. And and if they're and if they're like, what? That's too much. Then we say like then then we give them back some of the stolen goods except for our two hundred. We say, all right, well you got to you need some money to take up. Fine, we're not going to we we won't confiscate all the stolen goods. Just give, our, give us our 200 back and the guy, and we're out. And give us the information about the skin size. We go after them instead of you. And, and we try to settle on that. Right. If they, I like if it. they don't like it. Let's do it. Let's see your, this 
and if the, uh, and if the, and if the like and if the front door gives us any problems, I try to fast talk him with some bullshit. All right, let's do it because we're running out of time. Okay, you show up back to your standard room. They're like, ah, good thing you guys are here. We uh, need you to start helping out, pulling some shifts, doing some lookout. I said, all right, well, I, we got no time for that. I got some information. I got to talk to the boss. Mm. What type of information you're talking about? Yeah, this is this is very high level. Like, like I can't share it specifically with you, but I tell you, it's about the skin sauce, and it's about your. And you were right about your concern that they're going to hit you. I got to talk to the boss right now. I like looking at each other. Like, well, uh, all right, your funeral, but she was interested in meeting you guys anyhow. So, uh, all right, let's uh, send you up, and you get escorted upstairs to the third floor. <laughs> And there's yet another door all the way across from the bathroom. And one of the copper hands unlocks the door and says, head on up. And in front of you, you see a spiral staircase leading upstairs. What do you do? Let's go. Yeah, we go. We go. We go. Gomez, we're take the lead, I guess. Right. Yeah, we go. We're led. Or- you don't like taking money yeah. anywhere, I know that. Well, yeah, we, but we're going to negotiate, so in this case, it's probably best for <laughs> Yeah, we all so. die. We all die. Pretty much. <laughs> we yeah, 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 yeah. all die. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You saw the fifth element, right? Yeah, I, I don't want to be the last person alive. <laughs> Who else wants to negotiate? I want to be the first one to go. <laughs> so you, you walk upstairs, up the spiral staircase, go through the spiral staircase, through a small foyer, and you see something you did not expect. You see two expansive, clean windows that allow light to pour into this indoor garden. All manner of vegetation fills pots littering the floor and shelves, hanging flower baskets dangle near the windows, and even vine color lattice stands in the southern portion of the room. Nice. It's actually really nice up here. There's windows, there's light shrubbery. coming in, shrubbery. It's a practical garden. And uh, it's actually a rather large room. It's about twenty-five by fifteen, and there's an exit to the west. I got, I got one more thing to to add if it's not too late. Uh, I bring with me or grab as we go uh, a copy of the paper with our story in it. Okay, they're everywhere in this place. So right, right, easy. right. I, p- I pick one of those and have it. Okay, what do you do? Uh, okay, so so I wait to, to for the meeting with the boss. Are we in the presence okay. of the boss? Well, then you get escorted out. There's like another nice room. And then you get brought into the main room, shall we? Here we go. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> oh, boy. You enter a large room. It's about 25 by 20. Chests and shelves of this room are carefully organized, and each one brims with coins, banknotes, jewelry, and other obviously valuable possessions. A few desks are scattered throughout the room and are covered in logbooks, ledgers, scale, and abaci. And you also notice a young man near Fatima, who you presume is uh, Sanjur. You also notice two siblings, Palm and Pick. They are busy shifting through the most valuable and portable items and portable pieces of stolen treasure. Primarily looking at gemstones and other expensive but easily offloadable items. They're putting them into bags and pouches. And they are obviously been doing this for quite a long time. And there is a 
Well, there's a bounty of wealth in this room. It's like the counting room in a casino. Can wow. we even ballpark how much it is? If you ballpark it, it's maybe 500 gold at most. I it's like it's not as much as you think. I mean, it's it's a lot, but it's a lot of small things. It's probably even less than that. And it uh, looks like it's all being carefully organized. You see in front of you a very tall human. She appears to be in her 30s. She will outdo Basil in fanciness. <laughs> she seems to be wearing a very stylish long coat. It has a fancy Jan. <laughs> fancy Jan. She is like, I mean, if you look at her, she's she's really decked out to the nines. Like the inseam is purple. The outside of the coat is a green teal with uh, little epaulets. She's wearing a light green vest, gold necklace. She has pinstripe pants, uh, white leggings, boots. She also has daggers, rapiers, mongosh. She has lots and lots of weapons on her. She is carrying herself with an air of utter command. <laughs> and she looks up at you. And you recognize a few things. A, she's impeccably dressed. B, she completely owns this room. And C, she is way above your pay grade in every way possible. Anyhow, with that, she looks at you. Ah, the new members. I heard you uh, have impressed the fellas downstairs. You came up with some valuables and uh, want to take on the... Skin saw by yourselves and even have some information for me. So spit it out. Like how like how many people how many NPCs are in this room? How many people in Four. There's the so the, there's the boss, the boss's brother or whatever, and and two others? Who's the two Yes, others? two uh, two siblings, brothers. Oh, two brothers. Okay, so no mooks. No ju- just them, just the principals. Just the four, yep. Okay, that's good. You you could tell they will like tear you to pieces, most likely. Oh, that's good because I didn't want to have to because I, I had a plan of like clearing the room to try to minimize the number of people. Okay, yeah, I have some information. Some of the people in your organization are not what are not who they appear to be, and I came here with a business proposition. They're not here. I'm here to cause trouble, and I and I put the newspaper. I like I approach and I put the newspaper of our stories of our latest exploits. Uh, in front of her as I'm taking off our disguises. Like we should take on I signal to my friends. It's like time to take off your disguises. And so we reveal our true, true identities. And it's a, I, uh, I am in fact a uh, Gomez of the edge watch, uh, Dougie and, uh, uh, Basil and, and Lopang. I, I, I see from, from the, from the newspaper reports that from the newspaper scattered all over this place that our repu- reputa- reputation precedes us. Now I'm going to cut to the chase. Our sergeant and the entire Edge Force knows that we are here. We are here to talk, not to cause trouble. So let's have a, so let's have ourselves a business meeting. Here's the, here's the situation. You guys specifically, we have bigger fish to fry, and we want. And it seems from what I hear from uh, from your guys downstairs that our interests might be aligned here to a degree. We both we seems to, we seem to have both this, both a similar type of trouble. Your association with these uh, Skinsaw people. A little bit of heavy theory, that's not good. We're going to have our normal business with each other on those issues. But this skin saw stuff is a whole different level. Uh, holding people hostage is killing them in a bank in broad daylight during the Radiant Festival. 
no, this is not you. I know you by reputation. I know you from the old school. You're not the type of person to condone that. I don't know what happened. I don't know what the situation. I don't know what pressure they put on you. But it, but we want them gone, and I think probably you do too. So here's our deal. We also know about the uh, about the the craftsman downstairs. We know you're holding them hostage. We are not going to uh, try, attempt to prosecute you for kidnapping. We are not going to attempt to prosecute you for false imprisonment. But you have to let him go. We're likewise not going to prosecute you for any for any of the stolen goods you have in this place. But you have to turn them over, and you have to take up your operation. You got to move to a different part of the city, at least during the Radiant Festival. I have a writ here from uh, from my lieutenant. Laying all that out, so you all know it's legal and fair and square. But what I need from you, where are those skin saws? We have to take them down. What do you say? Nice. Wow, this is impressive. Impressive. Let's see. The secret deception check is what I roll. Oh, let's see. What did I roll? Lomang's getting ready to run. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking at the door, looking at the stairs. She looks at you. Palm and Pick have stopped their sorting. They're looking up. They're very tense. The younger brother is just sort of looking at her sister. And Fatima looks at you. She just sort of gives you a smile. And she's like, very clever. She just looks at you and seems to be looking off into the distance. She says to Gomez, sometimes... It's better to side with the small sharks in order to take out a big one. I punctuate punctuate my agreement with what her saying by giving a big grin of my damage-producing shark-like teeth. <laughs> nice. Let me see that note you got from the captain. All right, I turn it over, and, and, I, and I sit down like we're uh, two business partners discussing a meeting and discussing a contract. Okay. She actually sits down with you. She'll sit down across with you. And everyone else sort of just takes place like next to everyone. Everyone's like, it's like one of those old fashioned gang meetings you see in the movies. You're on your side, they're on their side. She looks it over and she reads it. She says, so you're the ones from the papers, huh? You're the ones I've been reading about. Afraid so. We're, we were also the ones in the bank. And I hope you don't hope you, and I hope you don't hold that, so I get, hold that against us too much. Well, if anything, I'm impressed. You are living up to your reputation. I always thought this thing a complete rag, and everything you read in here was false, but I gotta take the eyes on Absalon a little bit more seriously. They seem to have some quality reporting. You live up to your reputation. She looks it over and she says, This is legit. You're not gonna be killing everyone on the way out or trying to raid us right after this, right? That's right. We're not after you. We're after the skin saws. They're the ones that wanted to murder everybody in the bank. They're the ones that are causing the real trouble. We want them, not you. You're right. They're a much bigger threat to the foreign quarter and Absalon as a whole. They are much, much worse. She looks us over and she says, All right, I'll tell you what I know. Because I don't like the skin saws any more than you do. And you let us do what we're doing and... We promise we won't do anything violent. We won't be doing anything to hurt anyone. We'll limit everything to small crimes. We'll mix it up, make sure we're not in one area for very long. And if we now know that we're not going to be raided and you take care of the skin saws, that's, uh, that's a lot of problems that are taken care of for me. 
And you take care of the skin sores, and Absalom will sleep a lot easier, I'll tell you right now, because I can tell you, they're up to no good. And we're just a small piece of their big puzzle. I, I just, out of curiosity, why would you associate with them in the first place? You don't seem like the sort of woman to get involved with somebody so unpredictable. Yeah, you're right. It was unfortunately a bad call on my part. They, uh, they were excellent at money washing, so I was using them for something like the festival. It might have taken us months or even years to get rid of all this. And you look around the room and you see all this uh, gold and you know gems and accoutrements. And she says, obviously, I needed someone who can get rid of this and pay us quickly. And, well, this guy called the Skinner and her cultists. They had a way for me to quickly get rid of all this loot and turn into gold. That was the only reason I even agreed to deal with them. But I made a bad call, I tell you. In fact, she looks around and she says, The Skinner's the one who supplied us with some of those special tools. That dig widget, that skin stitch, and that ball breaker ooze downstairs. In fact, Skinner's the one who ordered us. To perform that bank robbery and then share the stolen loot with them. It wasn't even our idea. We only uh, were the muscle. And she looks around she's like, now no one knows this. Our gang thinks that I came up with it and it was all me. But it was the other way around. Skinsaw was using us. We were supposed to just break in and take the money. And some of those crazies... They weren't our people. They were skin saws. We're not above that. We don't like to kill people. We just want gold and valuables. And we just thought, you know what? We'll take this gold and make one big score and we get out of here. We're going to leave town. We just want to start over our lives somewhere else. That's all we want. Sounds well, That's exactly yeah. what I thought, and that's why we're offering you exactly that. But remember our end. The mechanic downstairs, he's coming with us. All the stolen loot in here, that's coming with us. Do, do you have any other hostages or just the mechanic? Says, no, that's the only one. But I can tell you right now, she looks around and it's like, all this loot here, there's no way I can get rid of all of this. I need to have some face. And quite frankly, without the logbooks, you'll never be able to return this to the right people or where it came from. So it's pointless to you. Well, tell you what. We're probably not supposed to do this, but if we could get back what we gave you to square things with our boss, we might be able to say we didn't find any other treasure on the well, premises. We'll have to have some treasure. To, I mean, they're not going to believe that uh, uh, an established thieves' guild is going to have no booty at all. Yeah, there's, my, there's, my associates are absolutely correct. Like, like the writ that we have for you, that offers a certain amount of flexibility. Yeah, on this, this has issue. to work on our end, or until, it's, until it's, let's until let's so, and so now let's let's haggle like people from the old school, like we both are. And I want to engage in a little <laughs> montage where, where where we go where we go back and forth and like haggle over little bits and pieces of like, oh, I got to take this and so don't take that. Well, that came from here, so that oh, has to get I returned. Couldn't do it for that price. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, no exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and, and, like, and, 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 and I try, and I try to, yeah, and, and I try, I try to do that. I try to do that and come and come to a final agreement. So you, you you do that. You go back and forth, and sure enough, she goes on to explain that you know if you give up everything, she'll lose the gang, and that's sure. much worse because then they're going to go out and start yeah. killing people. That's so right. In totally. a weird way, you need to you need to keep 
you need to keep them under control. In fact, you want to keep the gang intact. <laughs> Which is like right, a weird right. thing. We totally agree. <laughs> right, totally. We just also yeah, have totally. to keep the police from raiding her place because of an incredible totally. report. We have to have a credible report or we're not in control anymore. And then, yeah. then the guys like, upstairs start making decisions. Right. It's like right now, it's like my it's like my bottom is <laughs> it, it, like you know, like my, my low ball, like my, my lowest is my floor is R two hundred the uh the mechanic and the information that she pretty much is going to give us and has just given us and uh but i'm not going to let her know that and i'm going to try to i'm going to try to just diplomatize as much uh, like like up up to some middle point like some reasonable middle point of uh additional stolen goods so they could be returned to their rightful owners like you know like standard standard haggling like like right now Mm -hmm. like like Mm -hmm. right now we're in the profit like 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 we absolutely want half of whatever amount that we don't know you have right i'm not not so strong like and i have a sense of it like you know it's like the the, you know it's like i I could make a society check on this but but i have a sense of it as how much they really need that society check yeah but there can be an element of you're not trying that hard to win at this point. As exactly. Long as you get, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like, like, I'm, like, I don't want to see a pushover. You know, like, I'm going to ask for something. I'm going to make it a respectable, respectable negotiation. I'm not going to be too obvious. But, yeah. uh, but, yeah. but I'm not. But I'm also not going to be so strong as to put. You're not going to tank the deal over it. Right. Yeah. I'm not. I'm, and, and, and also, she's got a point. Like, I'm not going to be so strong that she doesn't have enough resources in order to be able to keep her organization sure. uh, in, under control and together in wherever it is that she's set up. Okay, that goes on for a fair amount of time. And after uh, after discussing it with her, she comes to an agreement and she says, so everything we discussed, it's all true. We're just trying to make a better lives for ourselves. And we're just trying to earn enough so that we can all leave this place and go our separate ways. If we can do it through hard work, we would, but times are tough all over. Look, you don't have to tell me. I come yeah. from exactly. I mean, you don't have to use that line. That's okay. Yeah, we come from exactly the same place. I have, an, I, I have an initial idea. Even when it comes to the hostage, you can say that we need him for our plan to attack the Skinshaw cult on your back. And that so it looks good better with your guys. You can say our plan requires his help. So we're taking him with us because of that. And his ooze. So now Tuco Ramirez will talk to Brother Ramirez and tell you something. Where we came from, if you did not want to die from poverty, you either became a priest or a bandit. I chose my way, you chose yours. <laughs> yours is harder. <laughs> she, she looks at you after this is all said and done, and she, uh, she goes back behind an area, and there's like a safe, and she like opens it up, and she says, this is what I could part with, and she hands you some rather large rubies. And you estimate it's probably maybe 500 gold pieces worth of, uh, well, ruby. <laughs> yeah. Of, of gems. That's what That's we good. came up with. Yeah, yeah, that, I, I, yeah like we I, came I, up like, with that figure, too. Yeah, I, I, make, I make an appropriate perception check to confirm that she's not giving me, that she's not shorting me. No. I mean, it's not shorting okay. me. I mean, it's more than Do you that. have your like, jeweler's loop? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, but like you know, it's like it's like so. so that's you know, it's like that seems fair, and so it's so I'll conclude the negotiation on that. I'll be like, all right, deal. You know, so the copper hands. You know, we're working with this murderer named Skinner, and to be honest, it started off pretty profitable, but over the last couple of weeks and months, deals gotten worse and worse. Now we're under threat of violence from her, and 
I'm scared that she's going to come after us. All those guards out there, they weren't really for you. I knew we were too small for you to worry about. I'm worried about her. So you take her out, I win. City wins. You win. Everyone wins. Good for us. Good for business. Good for Absalom. Any idea where we can find her? Or... Yes. We've been um, meeting with those skin-saw cultists at the entrance of a particular branch of Absalom Catacombs, where we swap the laundered gold for valuables. That's your crawl. And uh, all I know is that they're deep in the catacombs in the Ascended Court District. I'm sure you'll be able to uh, be a simple matter for you to talk with the Grey Cloaks and gain access to the burial holes down there. Because that's where they're situated. So I expect you to go down to those catacombs and clear them out. <laughs> the old-fashioned way. All right, and I try to I try to wrap it all up with well, don't you worry, and I and I point to the uh, to the newspaper and bring it back to the new, back to the newspaper stories about us. As I not everything in this rag is a lie. Well, I'm impressed with you four. She takes the writ and she like signs a copy and hands it back over to you. Gomez gives you the rubies, puts it in the bag. Everyone sort of nods and she agrees and she says, "All right, hopefully you're good for your word." And uh, I can tell you right now, those skin saws, they're getting bad. They started to demand that we provide them bodies. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. And, and they're in the catacombs. They really are bad. If they're, they're really in the bad. Catacombs, they're really bad. catacombs, and they need And they're bodies. running short they're on really bodies bad. in the catacombs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's like they're an entire organization that is all every serial killer that everybody hears about. Like, that, like that's, the, that's the membership of their organization. Yep. Like every, everybody you from Jeffrey Dahmer. Like, magic and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she... she she gives over the gems. She gives you all the information you need. And then she... And the mechanic. And she's like, palm pick. Escort them out and give them the mechanic. Awesome. Nice. What about his ooze? Yeah, yeah we gotta... You don't want the ooze. <laughs> right. Okay, we don't want... Yeah, we don't want yeah. the ooze. They can't even be controlled, so don't worry about that. And, and actually, and actually the, like the like this weird other side of like the, this taste of the underworld that he comes from kind of like takes him over a little bit and I guess his own better judgment uh, he talks to one of the brothers and on one of the brothers he, he like he gives them the name of the people at the zoo that are experts in handling strange creatures like that basilisk and say it's like you know, if you need some help on how to move that basilisk around safely talk to this guy you know mention my name we did him a favor like a couple of issues back and they're uh, they're like, oh, that's a good idea. All right. And so the two brothers bring you downstairs. She just sort of gives you a little nod. Gomez gives you a little bit of that secret uh, street gang sign that you know. A little bit of respect between two uh, thieves and lets you go. You go downstairs. You get escorted. And uh, the two brothers open up the door. And they say, Burlish, guess what? Today's your lucky day. You're going to join these fine fellas, and they're going to escort you out of here. And sure enough, there's this uh, very impish-looking man who appears to be painfully shy, and 
he doesn't even know what he's doing. He goes, oh, but, 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 but what about my papers? What, what about my studies? What, what about, what, what about what I've learned from the, the, the ooze? And what? He's like, do you want to leave or not? And he's like, oh, yes, yes, of course, of course. Uh, uh, let me just, let me just get my, uh, well, you talk my about papers. Looking and a gift just... horse in the mouth. <laughs> I know. I, I interrupt. Like I, <laughs> I, inter goodness. I interrupt. I interrupt with an authoritative, reassuring, reassuring tone. And I say, Mr. Burlish, I, I, I am Gomez, and we are the Edge Watch. Uh, you're coming into our custody now, and we'll make sure that your paper, papers are taken care of. And uh, and actually, I, I nod to Basil, who seems to be the sort of person that would be uh, suited to kind of help him with that sort of thing. And maybe we can help him get his papers together. Yeah, I can help do like a, a quick sweep of pick up as many of his papers. As... Oh, yes, yes. Uh, if it's this, safe to do this, so. Can all I... this research, all this research in Palm and pick look at you and you say you got two minutes hurry it up so you like, right. quickly like gather them all up and he's like quickly going through his things and getting what little belongings he has and he's like okay um i guess goodbye and he's like uh, and he's actually a little leery of you even though you're officers believe it or not he's like a little he's a little scared to go with you he, seems to have kind of settled in here for better or for worse well we're an orc goblin i know we, we look a little weird yeah. so it's like the circus is in town so and when, and when we when we get to the next floor i guess with the uh with the guys who we know and i would like to actually produce my badge and sort of wave it in front of them and be like uh you gentlemen be good <laughs> They're all like looking at you, like, and if it wasn't for Palm and Pick, they probably would have like whipped out their their bows and start shooting at I, like. I thought we were just gonna not tell them and sit like. <laughs> yeah, it's a surprise. Leave them wondering. Leave them wondering. Surprise for you too. Us. I mean, <laughs> too late. Like, we saw them. these guys go up and saw these guys come down. Like it's pretty obvious. So. Well, they don't know, but they're all like, "What? Walk, walk straighten up, mister. You might have just messed up the deal there. And it's like I tell him, your, your boss will explain anything. You're not going to have to worry about those skin saws soon. They're like, uh, okay. They're all very confused. They're like, I, like, they have yeah, no I leave idea confused. what's going on. Because also you look different now, too. Yeah, they're totally. all like cleaned up and they're like very confused. So Palm and Pick escort you out. And these two brothers, and they obviously appear to be uh, powerful magic users, both of them. Really? Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, and, what, what's this guy's name? Babish? What's his name? Babish. Babish? <laughs> All right. Well, Mr. Babish, you're going to come with us to the station. We're going to take your statement, and uh, you'll be processed, and then you'll be free to go. Oh, do I have to? I have a dreadful fear of police stations. Uh, ever since I was uh, bitten by a hound from uh, the I, cops I, I, eight I, years I, ago. I, I am sorry, sir. But it is required. Oh, yeah, like and I, oh. I give and I give him that little the, the, a little touch of that intimidating glare. They kind of like you put to, to to like that same air of authority it that uh, Sam have. Like I try, I give him I give him some of that. He's he, he, he was like, come on, it come is on, decided. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, okay. Uh, you don't have any hounds with you, do you? Uh, no dogs or or any other creatures that bite. No, that's oh, no. the other you're, campaign. You're, you're talking to a goblin. Don't worry. There's not going to be any dogs. Okay. Got a dog slicer. Okay. And you 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 bring him back to the precinct. And sure enough, once again, you come into the precinct. You got Mister Burlfoot. You have the signed writ. And once again, Sergeant Olo is sitting there. Just shaking his head, and he's like, 
I don't know how you managed to do it time and time again. Did you actually saunter in there, work out a deal, get the hostage, and come back? Not a scratch on you! <laughs> all, all in a day's work. That's right. Wow. I, uh, I'm starting to believe what they write about you in the papers. This is... This is ridiculous. Would now be a good time to talk about a promotion? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would, it would be a good time to it would be a good time to toss out the, the rubies. It's like okay, so this, like like and also this should this should cover the uh, this, this should, like we weren't able to get the exact goods back, but this should cover it and then some. And it's like the and this and uh, right. I give them the, we give him the five hundred rubies. I'm sure the lieutenant's gonna want to talk to you in the morning, but holy moly. I don't even know what to say anymore. Seems like anything we sign you, you manage to succeed at. My oh, we still got a lot of work ahead of us. Yeah, don't jinx us. And I segue into all the information that we have about the skin saws that we were given. He's like, oh, I guess I put the cart before the horse, huh? Have to go after a murder cult. Yeah, good luck with that one. Yeah, that's gonna suck. Um, so dungeon crawl though. I'm very wait, wait. I'm not done. Okay, okay. So here's the thing. You managed to successfully skip an entire section of the campaign, which is okay. But by doing this, you managed to do something unheard of in role-playing history. You managed to level up. Wow! Wow! Without even <laughs> to fighting. level seven. Without even fighting. Role play alone. Fucking a. Wow. Fucking a. That's good. And, and like who it. would have thought it was us doing that too? Yeah. Who says diplomacy is a dump stat? Who says that? So that's correct. When you wake up in the morning, you will be level seven. <laughs> wow, we'll have to convince it. the skitter okay. of the error of her ways. How could let's, how could this have happened in another way? Like it's let's yeah, do the like, run, like, well, well, like, 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 run, well, 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 run thing, and what could have you happened? Fight. You yeah. fight your way through that. Like, like we just. I, I, think we're we're supposed supposed to, I think yeah. like we were supposed of, to just yeah. like we were just supposed to just like despite like the other NPC saying don't fight in there it's too much like we're supposed to just go in there and fight anyway. So here's the deal. I'm actually going to spoil a little bit for you. Uh, I don't want to take away your your glory. The um the whole thing of her talking to you and all that scripted. That's actually part of it. She doesn't want to fight. She actually didn't want to fight. Um, so I just leaned into that a little bit more That's and made it more into RP because she actually, everything she said, I mean, I'm kind of blowing this a little because you shouldn't know this, but this is all true. Everything she said was true. She has nothing to do with this. She doesn't want to deal with the skin shows. In fact, she just started off. Now she's the hostage to them. She has been under their thumb. So this is a great opportunity. Everyone wins, literally. So in well, fact, we just came up with this. Is, this is very similar. She needed, yeah. Right. This, this is, came, this the is... funny thing is, I, I hate to say it, the whole time you're sitting here, I'm thinking to myself, and it all fell into place. Like everything you said, I was like, you did exactly what I wanted you to do. Yeah. It's, 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 I got to tell you, like the, 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 like it didn't add up because like as soon as like there was all that stuff you fed us about how they are mostly thieves they're not thieves. murderers they're thieves they're not murderers. Uh, like that is right that that math did not and it's good that it, it's good that it was consistent because that math did not add up with what happened to the bank what happened to the bank was as soon as like the, like the second like immediately and and they were yeah like they were trying to kill people 
contrary to their own to their own self-preservation right like they were psycho murderers and and the, these the like these copper hand people were not psycho murderers and so, so that so that added up that now you're gonna end up going up against psycho murderers and dougie you get to be underground <laughs> wow real awesome. underground real All underground right. catacombs <laughs> That's why I didn't want to fight you know, because we weren't underground in this 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 uh, townhouse. So, wow, we probably passed up a whole lot of treasure too. Nope, you got it. I gave you. I did. Quick well, I mean, math. like items off of. You know, that was the rubies. The rubies were That's like kind of like the rubies were like the sum total. I gave you the sum total worth of the. I gave you approximate and uh, right. keep honest. Like things like hand crossbows, leather. I'm looking right here. Things you missed were like junk. Literally hand crossbows, leather armor, short swords, <gasps> hand crossbow, leather armor, short swords, some salves, greater smokestick. Like a greater smokestick is literally 26 gold. Big deal. Really? Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, they're man. pretty good. Greater um, smokes. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. Except plus one dagger, moderate healing potions. Actually, greater smokestack is 55. It's well, almost hey, better. You, get, you only get half. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What was it? Because the alternative was it was similar to the cobalt encounter, right? Where it's like you fight yeah. for a little bit and then you negotiate. Like, was that was that the anticipated? No, the cobalt encounter was more that they expect you to fight. I kind of, they kind of, they kind of put it in here, but also. But kind of um, the way, the kind of way, that, what I mean is the way the cobalt encounter played out. Like, it, like, yeah. it, like, the, it, like they expected like initial fight and then a negotiation. Was, was that what they were thinking uh the cobalt yes they expected negotiation this one they also expected well it says that she will negotiate and by the way she had like self-destruct rune words so if you tried to bring her in she could have said words and like all the books all went up and like i said she had a magic oh yeah side -eyed had, yeah 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 there's <laughs> all these things like she could actually self-destruct the room while Get the all the evidence go up all the evidence gets torn to shred yeah she had to escape route like she actually and she was uh she's level eight so good luck. Like you fight her, you you guys are level six versus level eight plus two three other guys. Uh, that would have been tough. That would have been. It would have been very hard to. It would have been a very very hard encounter. But then again, Dougie with the mall can really do some damage. Yeah, but I'm warning you now. Level seven, everything is a hundred hit points. I have a hundred hit points. I know that's the thing. If you're fighting four things, you have to do four hundred hit points worth of damage. It's just that simple. That's the way it works. It's like they get really strong. Like they're going to start I getting strong. Get for level seven. Level seven is tough. Also, I'm warning you. Like it's tough. Like the monsters also get real. Like you get really strong. Level seven is a very good level, but that's very good level for the monsters. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, like they expected you to like go through it, and I think kill everyone. So really, like, like, like that is real. just not the way it's presented. I was really not really because what this the third level, you could have actually hung out and maybe even recruited those. Um, those uh were tigers yeah the were tiger and the tiefling like you could have actually recruited them oh, God, on your so side if you though. wanted to believe it or not um i mean the basilisk would have been a fight. i mean yeah it's a fight and that trap room oof there's some traps yeah. in there like you can't imagine they would kill you instantly it's really nasty in fact you were supposed to be level seven i don't even know how they would do this you were supposed to be level seven before you even saw her because that counter so tough so level six, I don't know. How, how is how that. is that like narratively? How would that work? Like like because it's not it's not like it's it, it's not the type it's the, yeah I mean it's not the type of place where you fight a level and then you go and you rest and recover and then come back. There were tiny little rooms. Too. You're talking to the preaching of the choir like 
Right. And the official rules are is that you need to rest. Like that's right. the official. Yeah, you need to have yeah, a yeah you, yeah. It's like you go to bed. You have to be able to. You go have to, bed. to, especially for spellcasters. Otherwise, it ma- it messes up all your abilities. Like you don't have to. Like you can hand wave it, but the official rules are you do. That's the official rules, and because otherwise it's very hard. You can't like do it halfway. Anyhow, you could have fought. I mean, it just would have been like this is, this is definitely fighting. a better story. This is a much better story. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you right now, the next section is not going to be much diplomacy. I'm promising you that. I'm I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. To, <laughs> I'm ready. I, I have lightning bolt. I haven't used. There, there's things. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, Agents of Edgewatch. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at rollforcombat.com. You can also find us and play various games on our Discord channel at discord.rollforcombat.com.